0: All right, yo, what up, everybody? We are back with Big Ten Coast to Coast. It's your boy, Ant, right here with my boy, Matt. What up, guys?
1: What up, what up, what up? Uh, last time I saw you, we were in that giant Big Ten room together um, on Twitter. So, again, if you guys don't follow us on Twitter, I'm at MDLukens101. I don't know why you're not following Ant at this point. It's Ant, right? Follow us on Twitter. We, like, <laughs> join Twitter spaces all the time. Um. And we'll be doing a bunch more of that as the podcast grows. So, yeah, you
0: know, sure. And join the, uh, join the, uh, join the, join the pod Twitter, the little Twitter pod as well.
1: Yeah. That's B1G Coast 2 Coast. That's a, with a two.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, you know, it was very slowly, very slowly, you know, growing, you know, but the whole thing is, you know, content wins. So you just got to keep on going. So we, we, we didn't yep. talk about what we're going to talk about, and we're just going to wing it. Uh, did you watch any of the NBA games? I
1: did. I watched um, – let's see. I got a, a little bit of the New York Knicks game, uh, Knicks-Grizzlies last night, and then I did watch the first two opening night games.
0: Okay. Let's, let's talk Big Ten guys. So I was excited to see Keegan Murray, but he was out. I think he was in protocol. Um, yeah. Jaden Ivey had a real nice game for the for the Pistons. Real nice game. Um, we, I, we, you, yeah. you retweeted my tweet last
1: night, but I I said that you know the Pistons might have the best young core in the league. I emphasis on might. Um, yeah. I don't. I, That's definitely not definite. I any mean, the Thunder exists. Um, the Grizzlies exist. But I'm really high on Ivey. Um, you know, I got to see him in person a lot last year. Um, I think he's the real deal. And you, I, you know, Cade, and then I think, you know, low key gone under the radar, but I think Durant, like, remember, he was number one overall player in his class, right? Yeah. Um, right. And there's a reason why. So oh, yeah. he's got the talent to be one of the best bigs in the league. So that'll be interesting. I
0: agree. And please note, I'm not a Pistons fan. I'm pretty sure Matt's not a Pistons fan either. Um, but like no. it is what it is, <laughs> it is what it is, and you you kind of see it, and you know the the one thing that you know I tweeted this out. I tweeted this out um sometime over the summer, but I talked about I talked about Jaden Ivey. Where's that tweet? I'm on my Twitter right now. Uh, I tweeted out on June 17th. I said, I keep thinking about Jaden Ivey playing with NBA spacing and can't help but think he could be one of the top guards in the league in a few years. And I feel that, you know, that is a really heavy, it's a really heavy tweet. But at the same time, like, you kind of saw it last night. And, like, the NBA spacing just doesn't go away, right? You have yeah. someone who's six four that fast with the basketball, being able to finish at the rim and be unselfish. Um, he's just so explosive as an athlete. And he's so quick for someone his size. Um, you you could just see how special he could be. Honestly, bro.
1: Absolutely. I mean, his, his speed is elite. Um, you know, people, I think the part is like underestimated about his game. But I think he's a really good shooter. Um, and create, can create his own shot, you're, not, you're partnering him with somebody who's a fantastic facilitator, especially not only for his size and cage, but, but just for his age, um, I think the Pistons' backcourt is going to be um, something to behold maybe in two or three years' time.
0: I think so, too. Uh, so uh, Johnny Davis got a DNP. I don't think he was hurt. I don't think it was anything. I don't know if he's going to crack that lineup. He didn't have a great preseason, didn't have a great summer league. Um, a lot of draft scouts had a big question mark about him because they just didn't think a lot of his skills translated. Uh, a few thought that he could be like a Jalen Suggs. I never saw that. Um, I thought mm. that he could be a good defender. I thought that he could be like a – someone like um possibly like a Pat Bev – or like a um, Jordan Clarkson, like a Killian Hayes, yeah, who so can really lock you down on the defensive end and really play tough D and really get in you and really like 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 uh, like chase around these bigger guards who can get hot and who can hit you for eight, nine, ten points in a matter of minutes. Uh, I thought he could be something like that. I know it's super early. I'm not going to write him off yet, but. Uh, it's kind of telling that he can't play on a Wizards team who is really kind of depleted at the guard spot.
1: Yeah, I, I'm i confused at why he didn't get playing time. I'm higher on him than you are. Um, I just think he's just a competitor, right? And I, I saw in those games, like, for Wisconsin down the stretch, if he needed to, he would make a big shot. I think that translates. Um, but – Again, he had a rough preseason and I think the speed of the NBA and just the overall physicality for a guy that, you know, even at Wisconsin, while he was more physical than everybody else, still at times would struggle with physical guards. Um, he's gonna need some time to adjust, I think. But I, I'm a little bit higher on him than you are.
0: <laughs> yeah, then there's um you no, know, he's not a freshman, he's not a rookie. Right, rather, but right. Ayo i Ayo Desumu, really nice first game. Uh, I think he could be an early candidate for uh, Big Ten Most Improved Player, especially if Lonzo's out for this year or like a really extended period of the period of the period of time. What I'm hearing about like Lonzo's knee is that it is not good, bro. Like it has not gotten better, and the longer that that dude is out, the bigger of the bigger of an opportunity. That Dosumu has to really have a nice year. And because he was a second round pick, I believe this is a contract year, possibly. Um, so the Bulls are gonna they should have tried to extend him like late last year for cheap, but I think he's gonna have a big year. The Bulls are gonna have to pay out even more.
1: Yeah, I mean look, I was high on Dosumu when he when he left college. Um, and I think my even my like early I you know idea of what he might be or, or, or just like predictions of what he might he surpassed it all, I think. So I thought he was gonna take maybe a year or two to kind of get into that rotation and he literally was in the rotation year mm-hmm. one and then he's starting year two. Um, so he's ahead of schedule from what I thought he was going to be. He's a much better player um, in the NBA, I think again, talked about the same thing with ivy right it's that space right he gets space and i assume i think is a better facilitator than ivy but i think they both are very similar mm-hmm. in that they have that kind of reckless speed where they're just kind of they're going to get down downhill and they're just going to go um kind of similar uh, john morant has that and he might be the best one at uh, at that you know kind of speed but um i really like the Sumo. Um, and I know I my podcast host on the Hoosier Sound is a diehard Bulls fan, and he is ecstatic about staying from the so far. So, <laughs>
0: um,
1: the Bulls are back, baby.
0: Yeah, bro. So um, Malachi Branham did not play for the Spurs. Um, E.J. Liddell, unfortunately, towards ACL. I don't even know if he's signed, if he's even signed even a two-way yet, which is which is super so
1: unfortunate because a lot of people had him going first. Yeah. Yeah, I had him going first. I had him going, like, in the 20s in, on um, when I did my own, like, personal board. Because I was like, he's a guy that can get out, space the floor. He's, like, kind of a tweener, but he doesn't back down to, like, physical bigs. So you can play him in, like, a small ball lineup at the five. Or even I think he probably could get a little bit slimmer and go for the four. Um and I was like, he probably will fit into a system that's like more pace, space oriented and has good defenders that surround him. But again, I get the tours ACL. So it's kind of messed up honestly at this point, but the good news is, is that it's 2022, I'm, Hey, in 2022, an ACL injury is not the end of the world, right? It's on your, it's on your injury record. True. But, but I remember like 2004, I mean, like you tore your ACL, like your career basically was over. Um, now nah, it's just like the Achilles right
0: yeah. <laughs> right exactly, which is which also you're seeing good returns on guys like Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant, right, so yeah, maybe the Achilles is the new a c l um where guys are able to not have to end their whole careers uh, I just saw that this past weekend that Liddell did sign a two way um so he did sign a two way not sure if he'll come back he'll come back this year, probably not. Uh, just from a team stand, standpoint, to make sure that you are going to, uh, if if you know you're you're going to invest half a million dollars into somebody, you know you have to make sure that you're doing the best by them as well. Um, so I think is that it for like the for the for the rookies? Is it, is, is that it? For the yeah,
1: rookies? I think so. I think that's all of them. There's no, no one
0: from Indiana. Oh, Caleb Houston. Um. Oh yeah, did Caleb he play i Did all? not. He did he played like twenty minutes and he, he went over. Um oh. yeah, but I mean shoot. He's getting an opportunity. Yeah, he played 21 minutes 0 for 3 from the field, 0 for 2, uh from three, uh three rebounds, three fouls, one block. Um either way, like good for him. Like he's <laughs> like like the the dude's playing in the NBA, playing over 20 yep. minutes in the debut. So the team clearly sees something. Um and also he made ninety seven thousand five hundred dollars.
1: That's pretty good. To go over three I'm telling you tax, I, go, I stay tax yeah, free. That's uh that's Florida for you. I, I could do that for you, Magic. Just uh, pay me $97,000, and I'll go 0 for 3 from the field and run around for a bit. <laughs> and
0: run some wind sprints.
1: Yeah, yeah, I could do that. I,
0: just, I got you. Don't worry. I got you. Just one game. That's that's all I need. One game a year. That's it. You know, we good. Actually, yeah. where I'm from, I, I I need, like, two games a year. I need two, mm. two games a year. Yeah, DMV is expensive. DMV is so expensive. <laughs> Bro, hey, the Florida's getting that way too though. I swear, man. Man. Everywhere's getting that way except like Cincinnati. Cincinnati houses. You you can get a decent sized house for like for like three hundred. But the but, but that but that but that interest is still gonna get you.
1: Hey, I, why do you think I moved
0: thing. to why do you think I moved to Louisville? It's the same thing. Hey, yeah. I feel you. <laughs> you got to you got to go where the buck has some type of pull, you know? You got to go Absolutely. There. Um so like I think that's I don't think I don't think the Clippers played. I don't think they played. I think they played They played tonight, I believe. They played tonight. Okay. Yeah. yeah, they play the Lakers tonight. Lakers yep. are and 1. Oh, Max about Christie. About 2. Max Christie. <laughs> Max Christie played yeah, he did. A uh, couple nights ago. I believe yeah. he hit a three, and he played, I think, one minute, and he and he hit a three and got a rebound. He is
1: one of the four people on the Lakers that can hit three-pointers, so good for him. Yes.
0: Good for him, man. Good for him. And um I'm trying to see who else is out there. Uh, did Marcus Bingham get a, a look anywhere? Mm, let's see. Marcus Bingham As we told y'all earlier like we didn't play on any of this we're just we're just chilling we're just talking right now bro so yeah uh Marcus Bingham he is a free agent He's works.
1: on He's on the free he's a free agent so he's not still with the yeah. uh, Mavericks
0: No he got waived a week ago Okay so he was signed to the to the Mavs probably like an exhibit 10 More than likely. Yeah. Um, I don't think Eli Brooks I don't think Eli I think Eli Brooks had a had an exhibit 10 too. I'm not sure what happened there. Free agent. um, Exhibit 10 with the Pacers. I don't see where he got let go, but he got uh, he may have signed with their with their G League team. The, they're, they're with the Mad Ants, right? The, 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 yes. The Pacers are, are the Mad Ants? Mad Ants, gotcha. yep. Okay. Mad Ants. Hmm. I don't know anything what's going on here. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. So that's Eli Brooks. Let us see. Who else is out there, bro? Did Brad Davidson make a team? Did he make the Utah Jazz? I don't think so.
1: Um, I didn't see him like on the bench. Utah Jazz type
0: type of guy. Really. <laughs> he made the Utah Jazz.
1: Brad Davison. Uh, yeah, I don't think he made a team. He's currently plays for BC Nevisis.
0: Nevisis. <laughs> <laughs> so What's where, that? Where looks looks that. Like, Lithuania. Yes, he's in Lithuania. It's gotta be Lithuania. He he kinda looks Lithuanian, does he not?
1: No. No. Brad
0: Davidson. Brad
1: Davison. No, Brad Davison looks like he's like um
0: Irish. <laughs> BC Nevisis of the Litubos Kripsinio Liga. So Lithuanian league pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I promise next time we do the NBA stuff we will be way more informed of what's going on. Um but I thought like there'll also be there all, will all, be more games. Know? There'll there'll be more to talk about the next time
1: we talk about this. But the, the, again they played one game. So Yeah.
0: That's who. That's who. That's who. Um Let's uh do you want to recap the uh the football games right quick. Let's let's do it quickly. I mean it was a pretty eventful weekend. Yeah, I I know it's super late in terms of like a reaction to it, but um,
1: we can just uh, do like an overarching thoughts on each one and then like kind of we can like even link it to the games that they're playing this weekend. That way right. we can just like get two we, birds with one stone.
0: I like it. I like it. Let's go to, uh, let's see. Who does Indiana play? Do you know? I think
1: Indiana. Plays uh, Rutgers this weekend at in New Jersey.
0: Mm, that should be a good game.
1: Yep, it's twelve o'clock. Big Ten Network, same time as the Iowa State uh, Iowa game. Michigan's got a um, buy this
0: week, right? Yep, they got a buy.
1: You want to so start with that game Michigan
0: first? Talk about, State, talk about Penn State Michigan. Michigan? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Michigan-Penn State it was, really, it was a you know, huge game coming into it. And um, Michigan won by 24, but honestly, it felt like Michigan won, won by 50.
1: Like there I were mean, only it's Michigan settled for so many field goals in the first half um, instead of going for it yeah. on certain occasions. And it made the scoreline look even – you know, more uh, nicer for Penn State than it it should have, right?
0: Like for Penn State, they had, they they had a pick six off a ball that bounced off like thirty helmets. Uh, they yeah. had <laughs> the, the they had the read option with Sean Clifford, who's like a million years old. He runs for like seventy yep. yards. Like those were the those were the only two plays really. That's the reason why they have points on the board like that game could have very easily been like 60 to three bro yeah like 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 that's the type of dominance that went down the offensive line destroyed Penn states destroyed Penn states and it, it like it was ugly.
1: It yeah was no it ugly. wasn't even
0: close. I mean, do you know the last time that Michigan faced a Power 5 team, and had over 400 yards rushing and over 140 yards passing?
1: I want to say it's, like, against Indiana.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I will tell you this. I went back to 1999, and that was when, like, no stats pulled up. Yeah. So not in the last 22 years that's happened.
1: Yeah, damn. I mean, it's not often that a team runs for almost – 300, 400 yards, right? That's yeah. absurd.
0: Yeah, and people say, well, J.J. only had 145 yards. I'm like, the fact you he a 100... To. But the fact that he had 145 yards on a day where they ran, that was the whole game plan, I think is more impressive than anything else, because it wasn't like they were attacking through the air. You know? So the fact <clears> that he <throat> had 145 yards, in my opinion, was... was more impressive than if he had thrown for 250 and they ran for like 200 yards, but they ran for over 400 yards. And then they're like, they're like secondary conscious was like, okay, we, we, we may have to throw on this down and he still (laughs) made, and he still hit for one forty five. And I think that that's impressive.
1: And you don't lose many games when you run for seven and a half yards a carry. Um, And that's, that's what Michigan did. I mean, Michigan's now, what, a three-headed monster now, I think. I think Donovan Edwards put the country on alert of how good he is, um, either catching it out of the backfield or um, running it. Uh, and then I think Blake Corum, obviously we talked to him about him um, incessantly on this podcast. And then I think, you know, you talked about it when you opened it up, the offensive line. I mean, these two running backs behind this offensive line um, – is going to be tough for almost any team to stop um, honestly in the country. Like I went and saw that Tennessee, Alabama game. We can talk about that a little bit here in a second, but um, you know, both teams were throwing the ball very well, but they also, Tennessee was able to run all over Alabama um, that game. And I don't think Tennessee has nearly as good of an offensive line or running backs as Michigan does. So you know, there's a chance this year, you know, Michigan Ohio state play Michigan gets the better of them. Michigan then kills off whatever West team survives the slaughter. That is the West. And then, you know, <laughs> slaughter. In, yeah, yeah. slaughter. It is, it, it is a slaughter. It's, it's like a pillow. They, they are, fight. It's, it's a pillow fight in the West. It's though.
0: a pillow. It,
1: okay. It's a pillow fight. <laughs> it's a pillow fight. Slaughter. They, they're all going after each other's throats. Um, over there. Feathers uh, are flying everywhere.
0: West.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Feathers are, are, everywhere. feathers are flying everywhere. Um, there's some creepy producer trying to get inside. Um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, like, look, I think Michigan can, can do this on anybody in the country. Uh, I, Penn State's defense coming in was supposed to be one of the best rushing defenses in the country. Now, some people will say, oh, that's because they hadn't played anybody yet. And while that's fair, they still were allowing teams, like I think to only like 90 or 80 yards of, of rushing offense a game or something ridiculous. Um, so like, to do this against Penn State, at home and, and do it in the way in which they did it on a national stage. Um, I think it's extremely ex- impressive for Michigan. And I think it's totally um, something that they, they can replicate. I think going run first, forcing it down people's throats, you know, just taking the will out of the game is something that Michigan do every single game from now until the end of the season.
0: I agree, man. I agree. And uh, you have a – who does Penn State play? They play Minnesota. Minnesota,
1: Minnesota at home, is, whiteout man, this
0: weekend. Minnesota, if if Minnesota has any shot of getting back into this Big Ten race, they have to win this game. And I was shocked. I was shocked with the Illinois score. I was shocked. I thought Minnesota, I told you. I hey man, I thought Minnesota coming off a bye, and Minnesota, you know, being hungry, and Minnesota coming off a tough loss. And got their running back back. I thought Minnesota, like I, I thought that they were just gonna be good, be be good to go. But Illinois just wielded their power and just basically own the game. Yep. I mean, I I think Illinois is for real now. As far
1: as Big Ten West contenders, I mean, I you know Minnesota looks like a bit of a fake, but still, um, like the fact that. They are, you know, in these games in, what is this, year two, year three for Bielema? Is it year two or year three? I think it's year two. Yeah, but either way, he's such a good coach, and he's done a fantastic job with Illinois, and they're, you know, they're in position to, to be in the, you know, the driver's seat, as long as they beat Purdue, in the driver's seat for the Big Ten West, and then to lose to one of Michigan either again or lose to Ohio State um in indianapolis
0: i think that wisconsin is in in wisconsin's favorite at purdue next at purdue on saturday so this is the this is the weekend that decides the west pillow fight bro pillow fight the
1: best kind of pillow fight well actually no they play
0: they play wisconsin
1: purdue plays wisconsin this weekend
0: yeah yeah. purdue plays wisconsin wisconsin could win the game wisconsin's favored by two and a half they can win that game just with their just with their playing style. They can win that game for sure. And yep. if the game is close, Braum will find a way to throw the game away, literally. That's true.
1: They will. Though he, he did clutch up on Saturday against Nebraska. They they tried to Nebraska. throw that away. <laughs> <Nebraska. Yeah. laughs> Nebraska. They tried to at home. They tried to throw that away. Listen, Same thing for always- Wisconsin. Is it Wisconsin
0: actually succeeded in throwing the game away? Can we talk about this spread for Minnesota Penn, Penn State? Yeah, let's do it. Guess what Penn State's spread is? Um,
1: don't you don't you over Minnesota? It's got to be like two touchdowns.
0: Four. Huh? Four.
1: It's a whiteout.
0: It's a whiteout. One two one two three four.
1: I guess you, like you said, it the goat just doesn't blow people out. Maybe, maybe Vegas is catching
0: people on catching on. <laughs> catching on. <laughs> like, I think, I think the Michigan game like scare a lot of people. Mm. I think the Michigan game scared a lot of people. And then you know they're looking at the Northwestern spread, not even counting, not even considering the the bad weather, like Minnesota should get blown out in this game. They should. T-
1: they should, but I think when you look at the the over-under, it's a 44-and-a-half. So, again, Vegas is thinking this is going to be a 24-20 game. That makes sense for the line is for.
0: Does it? Does yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, Chase Brown just ran for almost 200 yards. You don't think, like, they're not going to take disrespect to what just happened in Ann Arbor and go to work this I weekend? Mean, I mean, but Chase Brown's a
1: different kind of running back than what Penn State's got. Uh, Penn State's running backs are like, they'll get you one two-yard carries, but then if they get to the second level, they're gone, right? It's a 60-yard run. Chase Brown just yeah. wants to run you over. It's a, it's two very different styles. And that's what worked um, against Penn State on uh, on Saturday, right? It was Blake Corum just going in between the tackles, not caring if he gets hit. Um, to be fair, he didn't really get hit a lot because the offensive line had holes the size of Montana for him to run through. Um but and then Donovan Edwards with the with the changeup. you know, but I think Minnesota's got Ibrahim, right? And he's more of a, again, a more physical runner. So um we'll see how Penn State deals with that. We'll see how Minnesota deals with the speedy running backs that Penn State's got. Should be fun to watch though, at
0: 730. Four, bro. In a whiteout? Four. Four? four.
1: Maryland's only favored by two touchdowns over Northwestern right now.
0: That's kind of crazy, too, bro. That's kind of crazy, too. Like, those two seem kind of wild. Rutgers favored by three. How do you feel about that? I think that's fair.
1: I I don't think Indiana's that good. Um, I think we have a fluky win over Illinois to start the year, and I don't think we're going to have another win the rest of the season. So I I think like looking at Indiana's offense and Rutgers' um, strengths, Rutgers has a very strong defense. Indiana has a terrible offense. Indiana has like a mid at best defense and Rutgers has a poor offense. But I think, you know, the, the, the matchup goes, I think Rutgers offense is going to find more opportunities to score than Indiana's offense is against Rutgers defense. So
0: I'm with you there. My kids who said that he wants some of this food, right? What it's, what food you got? Yeah, Cascade Platinum. Cascade Platinum. The, yeah, the cleaning stuff. Oh, that's not food. yeah Walker. That's what I told him. <laughs> that's what I told him, he's like, "I want some cheese."
1: Oh, it's like the people Dad, eating the Tide Pods. You remember that? Dad,
0: have a bowl. <clears throat> you got a bowl. Yeah, you got a bowl for this? Yeah. This is not food. Available. No, this is not food. <laughs> Stop pouting. You can't pout. This is not food. This will kill you. <laughs> this is this is not food. Okay? okay? I'm sorry. I know it looks do- delicious, but it's not food. <laughs> Legit. Like, looks like Kool Aid and it looks like delicious, like jelly candy. And they need to, like, yeah. make it look. Nasty or something, bro. Like yeah, they make girls.
1: it like. Well, if they make it brown it'll look like chocolate, like I don't, I don't know, they got to do yeah, something. They gotta make it.
0: They got to do something else. Make it look, look uh, like broccoli, you know. Make it look like broccoli.
1: See, uh, Ohio State hosting Iowa. Yeah. For the big points. big, Fox Sports big noon kickoff, big thirty dumb. point favorites, thirty
0: <laughs> thirty point
1: favorites, bro. Yeah.
0: Oh, Ohio State going to beat the mess out of them dudes. Man.
1: Uh, they are. They're going to make that – that defense is, like, held up pretty well against a lot of teams. Uh, there's levels to the college football, and I think Ohio State is about five levels above Iowa right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that's yeah, – that's, this is such a disgusting
1: slate of games. It's not – none of them are fun. Like, Maryland's going to beat the piss out of Northwestern. I mean, Purdue-Wisconsin will be fun, but it's also going to be, yeah. like – who wants to throw it like not throw the ball, but who wants to throw the game the most? Rutgers Indiana is gonna be ugly. I the over under for that game is forty-eight. I swear to you, that game is gonna be seven to six. I which I, game? The Indiana Rutgers game. Nobody's gonna score.
0: <laughs> Forty eight is a lot.
1: <laughs> Forty eight is so much. There's I I swear to you, Ant, I swear. Like that Rutgers Iowa game, it's gonna be part two for Indiana Rutgers. Like I, I said on the Hoosier Sound, like, they were asking my predictions for this this game this weekend. I was like, 7-6 Rutgers. Like, <sighs> I, I, I think it's going to be an awful game to watch. So, if, if you are bored at 12 o'clock and you watch the Ohio State go up 45 in the first half, do not turn on Big Ten Network. Don't Dude,
0: do it. I think Indiana's going to – I think they're going to move the ball just a little bit. You don't think so? No. No. Just kind of nope. move the ball. You don't no. think so? Do you? I don't think so. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Fair enough. I told you um, last
1: week, and they were going to lose, and they did. So, man. Um. Actually, we lost to Maryland after, um, uh, Tua went down. We were up, and we lost to Maryland's backup QB.
0: That's how it goes, man. That's how it goes. Indiana only—they only play as good as their competition. That's true. That's what happens?
1: Said yeah. we didn't play very well against Michigan, so that's
0: that's another. That's not true. You guys held your own for like two quarters. Yeah, but it that's like tied. a moral
1: victory. I'm not here for moral victories. It was okay, tied. you guys played your worst game of the season, and you still somehow tie, were, were tied. we tied at halftime.
0: Oh. how do you like this one? Tennessee after beating Big Bad Alabama, guess who they play? Tennessee Martin. Right, U. T Martin. I, I think they, that's be interesting.
1: FCS. Uh, um, Sun Belt, right?
0: Are they Sunbelt? Belt? They're out here playing like Kennesaw State and Murray State and Lindenwood and Tennessee Tech. That's FCS. That's FCS
1: for sure. Um, OVC. What is OVC? That's yeah, I think this is FCS.
0: Ohio Valley.
1: Somebody was screaming at me. Yes. Ohio Valley Conference. It is the FCS.
0: Yeah. FCS. Yep. Yep, 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 Don't you love the SEC with their like three conference games? It's kind of crazy, man. Alabama Mississippi State. Mississippi State is an underrated team in my opinion. I don't know if they're going to be able to beat Bama coming off of a loss. Um, but Mississippi State's pretty, pretty
1: good. It's a pretty good team. Mississippi State, that'll be another game where I think I think Mississippi State will score on that defense. I think if you saw the game last weekend, um, I mean, Tennessee was able to move the ball at at will. Um, and yeah. Mississippi State, Will Rogers leads the country in passing. Um and so I expect Mississippi State to have a heyday passing against Alabama's defense, which is crazy to say because I mean Alabama's the the one thing that's always been consistent about Alabama has been their defense. And I think this year it's actually the worst I've seen it. So though Alabama's favored by 21, which is absurd, but you know, it is in Tuscaloosa, so I guess that could factor
0: into it. Oh miss is underdogs number seven team in the country is underdogs at lsu yeah i don't i don't really get that um and they're expecting a shootout and they're expecting a shootout
1: they are by the way um i know we we've talked about at length like the good running backs as far as the big 10 um queen Sean judkins for ole miss if you haven't seen him he's a fun running back to watch he's very explosive um, so I, I'm excited to kind of see, uh, what he does against this defense of LSUs because I, every game he's played, he's had a, he's had a run of 20 plus yards at every single game, um, this year, he's had like forties, 50 yards runs. So I, we'll see if he can break one. And it's kind of weird that he, he's like, that Ole Miss is good at running again. Cause when you think of Elaine Kiffin offense, you think of airing it out, but uh, in this Mississippi uh, Ole Miss uh, offense is actually like, pretty um, well rounded.
0: Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Um, I think the SEC overall, like I, I think college football this year is a bit down. But I think the I think the mid teams in the SEC have gotten a little bit better to challenge to challenge some of the to challenge some of the horses in the conference. And that's been good to see. Well, The coaching has gotten better. Like, um,
1: I know like Arkansas is having a terrible year. Um, and I think they might have one of the worst coaches in the league, but they were rated in the top 10 to start the year. And you look at like, what is it? You have Brian Kelly at LSU. You've got um, Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss. You've got, uh, oh my God, what's his name at, at Mississippi state? Um the crazy guy from Washington State um that's gonna drive me crazy man uh somebody's yelling at me oh, I Mike, leach, Mike leach Mike leach, Mike leach. I, had to see his, I had to see his face yeah, yeah yeah, but like Mike leach like I think the level of coaching in the SEC has taken a, like a step up in the last couple of years they've gotten rid of a lot of the the trash that was coaching at a lot of these schools. Um, and, and I think finally the SEC schools are using that money and putting it to good use and getting some of the best coaches in the country. And then that's, again, you know, turning around and making teams like Tennessee, like, well, Florida beat Utah to start, but you know, all the mid tier SEC teams are finally coming up, um, to challenge. Uh, but you know, again, there's the two juggernauts on both sides of the SEC in Georgia and Alabama that, uh, you know, the teams are going to have to run into and hopefully pick off because it's, you know, college football is way more fun when uh, the same team isn't winning every other year at Alabama. That's
0: true. That's true. Before we get off here, can you give me your national champion? Like as of today, who would you say, who would you say, okay, this team is who I have winning the national championship. Okay. Um, Let's see. Uh,
1: I think as of right now, I think the safe bet, as much as it's going to irk my Michigan fans, I think the safe bet is Ohio State.
0: I agree. I agree. I think they're the one team outside of the first half against Notre Dame who have um, been dominant ever since then. Ever since halftime of the very first game, they've been dominant. We've seen Alabama struggle three times now. Right, we saw mm-hmm. we saw Texas, we saw A and M, and those quarterbacks couldn't even move. And then you mm-hmm. play against Tennessee, like they struggled three times now. Georgia, yep. they've struggled against Kent State, they've struggled against Mizzou, um, in a in a game where they were down by two possessions in the fourth quarter, I believe. Um yep. like we've seen Clemson be you know, like they had they needed overtime to beat an ACC team. Um like we've seen Michigan they've been mostly dominant for sure but you know it it was still it was still a back and forth game in the Maryland game and I want to see yep. the Indiana game even though even, even though some there were some circumstances that happened in that game in the first half um like it wasn't like an all out beat down for four straight quarters. Um, no, no, I think was not. That, yeah, so I just think that all, Ohio State, like, the one game that I think that they weren't as quote-unquote dominant was probably Ohio State where – no, Michigan State where it was kind of close in the first quarter when Michigan State got a pick six to cut the game to seven or eight super yeah. early. You know, like that's like the only time – um, and then they scored right away anyway. Uh, they went back up by two touchdowns almost like two minutes later. Um, yep. I just think Ohio State has been has, has been playing at a much higher level than everybody else. Now do I and, think that they do I think that they can't be beaten? Absolutely not. I think that if they don't come ready, if they play just an average game when they host Michigan, Michigan can win the game, especially with with how they yep. can run the ball, and especially with how they they can counter with JJ McCarthy. Even though people think that you know he's noodle on, like you guys just don't watch or you're just trolling. So
1: yeah, I I, I think well that that's my well my point was going to be, which was that Georgia still got to play Tennessee in uh, I believe two weeks. Um, then let's say Georgia beats Tennessee, they still probably got to play Alabama out the other side. Um, so Georgia's got two gigantic games against really tough opponents left on their schedule. Michigan and Ohio State, they've only got one, okay? Michigan has a a little bit tougher schedule, in my opinion, because they have to play Illinois, which is not super easy. And I guess Ohio State still has to play Penn State. But I think Penn State is – the way they looked against Michigan seems like a little bit more of a pushover um, than what we thought before – and then again, it's the game, and then they get a, a you know a tune-up game in Indianapolis before they, they go to the playoff. Um, whereas the SEC schools, they're going to beat up on each other. Like I think Georgia's play Tennessee, Mississippi State, and Kentucky, all ranked. Two of those three are away games, all all in a row, like three weeks in a row um, before they even get to you know Atlanta to play in the SEC title game. That a lot of these teams are going to be beat up. So, I really think the SEC this year, as good as it is and as good as the teams are, are I think they're going to take each other out kind of by the end of the year. Um, and we're going to see some some funky stuff happen in the playoff.
0: I'm with you there, bro. I'm with you there. Um, yeah, we we kind of hit, what, we hit NBA, we hit college football. Um, yeah, whoop. We'll, we'll put this out. This is what, this is Thursday. I'll probably put this out sometime tonight. Um, Matt, thanks again for uh, coming on, bro. And I know it was like kind of like the last second thing, but you know, things happen, dog. And, um, Absolutely. Anytime you need me, I'm there,
1: but yeah, um, we'll be doing this more regularly. Um, probably in the next couple of weeks. Again, just, you know, we got some stuff to take care of over here on our end. Um, so expect more podcasts probably in the future.
0: Hundred percent. All right man, I'll talk to you.
1: All right, see ya. Later.